Every day during these strange and uncertain times, Cood Street is spending 10 minutes or so with readers and book lovers from around the world, asking them what they're reading and what, what they'd recommend to anyone with a bit of unexpected time on their hands. Today, I'm spending time with the fabulous Gillian Redfern, publishing director at The Amazing Golands Books, and the best-selling author of The Fireman and Nosferatu, Joe Hill, who both join me from somewhere on the east coast of America, I guess. Hello, Gillian, and hello, Joe. We're in our uh, volcano, our secret volcano base. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. It's awesome to be here. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So you're able to repel borders with your secret missiles and all that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only way to reach the place is it's actually deep underwater and you have to use the submersible car to get here. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got to love the 21st century. So let me ask you both, uh, how is the 21st century treating you right now? How are you functioning in this strange and difficult time? Well, it's exciting for me. Uh, I think, as as uh, some people know, I spend half my time working from the UK and half my time working from the US. So I've done quite a lot of working from home. Um, and suddenly the whole office is working from home. It's amazing. Suddenly I have tips to suggest to people, as opposed to being the weird person who's only accessible <laughs> by phone and uh, computer. Uh, so that's been quite fun. Suddenly everyone gets to share the work from home adventure. Hmm. Uh, and you also find that what that mean- means is that everybody has to buy into the process of being uh, yeah. working from home? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, uh, suddenly challenges which are individual have become group. Yeah. And uh, it makes it easier to address some of yeah. them when everyone's facing the same thing, uh, yeah. which is which is fair enough, which is fair enough. Plus, if it means more people get to work from home, see their families more, hang out with their friends on social media more, you know, that's a good thing. So, yeah. And what about for you, Initially, Initially, I thought this won't, this will hardly affect me. Um, I already spend all day at home by myself, you know, listening to the voices in my head and, and, but I am not a voice in your head. I'm a real (laughs) voice. You know, um, you know, but it's, I guess it turns out that I'm more of a, I, I am, I am more of a social creature than I knew that even, you know, that I'm much more, that I'm very used to, you know, daily casual social contact, you know, going into the coffee shop to get a croissant or, you know, uh, going into the bookstore to browse for a couple minutes and, and say hi to the local booksellers. And so it has been, I think, like everyone else, you know, it has been a little bit of a, um, there's been an emotional adjustment period. You know, and then it sometimes is difficult. Yeah. And and is that impacting your work? Well, I, you know, um, I can't afford to let it impact my work because I've got, I, you know, I signed up for a whole bunch of projects and and the deadlines keep coming at me. And, you know, I feel like I'm a guy running through very tall grass and there's a tractor behind me. (laughs) And if I stumble or, or put my foot in a hole, the tractor will catch up and, you know, I'll just have time to scream before it rolls over me. So, so far I haven't, I haven't stumbled yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And are, are you both re- you know, still able to, to read, to read for pleasure as well as, I mean, I know particularly Julian, you read quite a lot for work, but reading for pleasure and engaging with that is something to do. Yeah, we've been, we've been, well, we usually uh, have a book on the go that we read to each other. Um, and, uh, actually we've had a couple of, we've had a couple of long opportunities to get stuck into a book together. So I jumped on Joe's reading, which was, um, Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential, 
which we finished yesterday. It's very profane yeah. and very <laughs> funny and very vivid. Yeah. And, I mean, you can smell the fresh chopped garlic. It, it was bits of it absolutely disgusting, so naturally I loved it. <laughs> um, so that's been really good fun uh, to read together. Um, I finished, I, I read, uh, I've been reading a lot of historical stuff or fantasy with the historical bent. Um, and it, which I, I sort of weirdly think is almost like a, uh, uh, um, you know, it's like medicine for my mood. Um, it's a way of dealing with what's going on because when you read about the past, you think, oh, people have been through worse. You know, people have endured in the face of much more stressful situations than, you know, a stay at home order. And, um, so I read a book called The Pursuit of William Abbey by Claire North. That was really vivid, terrific, terrific tale of the supernatural and, you know, about this, this man perpetually on the run from the child, the ghost of a child. And the closer it gets to him, um, the more his own, the man on the run, the more his own supernatural powers are increased. Um, but it also tears him apart psychologically. And that was a really, really good, I'm excited to read more of her work. That was a terrific piece. Um, and for work, I've had uh, two amazing fantasy novels back to back. So I was working at the beginning of the year on Joe Abercrombie's The Trouble with Peace, um, which is the second in the Age of uh, Madness trilogy, which is just extraordinary. I love the first book. I think in the second book, he pushes more boundaries. He really gets into some of the challenges of an industrial revolution and the characterization deepens and strengthens. Um, he, he's retained his wittiness. Uh, alongside extraordinary tragedy. So I devoured that, loved reading it. Um, and from there went straight into Brandon Sanderson's fourth and the Stormlight Archive, The Rhythm of War, which is a monster, monster of a book. And just glorious, absolutely glorious. It's one of those you read once for pleasure and then again for work. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been, I've been properly spoiled this year for work reading. And of course, it's very unfair having an editor on here to talk about books because I'm nine months ahead of everyone else. <laughs> there's some fantastic reading to look forward to at the end of the year. Well, and she selfishly kept the Joe Abercrombie from me. Even no. Though, even though I loved the first one in yeah. that series Aww. and, you know, have been sort of impatiently tapping my foot for the second. Yeah. That's yeah. a terrible thing to do. Speaking of someone who's sitting there holder. waiting for it to show up on NetGalley or something. Like, <laughs> Soon. You know, this is Soon. such a great book. Yeah. But, it is. It's incredible. Well, let me ask you as well. I mean, you're avid readers. These are, I think it's fair to say, strange and uncertain times, unprecedented in our lifetimes. Yeah. Are there things that you would recommend to people to maybe read at the moment, particular kinds of books, uh, looking to maybe comfort reads for distraction, uh, those challenging reads that you've always meant together, you know, going off and reading, you know, Marquez in the Spanish or something. What, what sort mm. of would you recommend at the moment to people? One thing I'm, I'm almost stepping on Jillian's line, but one thing I learned from Jillian, which has nothing to do with reading, or viewing or anything else is, you know, to step outside every day and try to get the sun in my face, you know, not to become a, and it really does feel good. I mean, just a couple minutes of, of, you know, breathing the fresh air and, um, reminds you that you're, you know, living, <laughs> you know, you are a creature alive on the face of planet earth. And, um, you know, so that's good, but um, in terms of, you know, in terms of, I mean, we like everyone else on, you know, with a Netflix account, we watched Tiger King, which was grotesque and funny, but also kind of at the end, it was so appalling. It was sort of exhausting. 
Um, and then we also we also checked out um, um, Peaky Blinders, which it actually makes me mad that more people haven't watched Peaky Blinders. So if you were sort of like waiting, you know, if you were waiting for that, you know, to have some time to absorb um, a movie, a TV show about grotty, gritty Birmingham at the turn of the century, you know, and the and the crime gangs that ruled the streets. Now's your opportunity. No excuses. No excuses. Yeah. Um, I was looking for a comfort read, something that I could read that was just a distraction. Um, And I wanted something immersive and extraordinary and powerful. So I wound up looking to other people's most recommended series that I hadn't read. Um, And I have started reading Sandman, Uh extraordinary Neil Gaiman inspired and written uh, cycle of comics. Um, because I've always wanted to read them. They've been my ultimate like, beach holiday, break a leg, enjoy six weeks with my foot up and, and read it series. Um, I'm partway through the first collection, which everyone who loves Sandman is like, ooh, it gets better. And so far, <laughs> it's incredible. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes. They're big, they're immersive, they feel quite indulgent. Yeah, And I feel that's... If if everything outside is going to be scary and the news is going to be this alarming, I feel I can I can indulge myself a little bit with a great read. I think that's so. a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily. I don't know that one should necessarily use this time, you know, to you to punish yourself with worthy. <laughs> you know, I mean, if things are stressful. Things are stressful enough, you know, and and I think it's I think it's, you know, if you really want to do yourself a favor, you know, find something you can completely fall into and just sort of uh wallow in, you know, where the pleasure is all right there for you, you know, served up every page and you know, it doesn't have to be like like you have a lot if you have a lot of time in your hands now, you don't have to punish yourself with homework. Um, you know, and, and I was just thinking like, you know, the Ken Follett books that begin in the cycle that begins in Pillars of the Earth. Um, you know, there's some great reading. And I mean, yeah, every one of those books is about 10,000 pages long. <laughs> um, and it's just one chapter of unbelievable, you know, uh, unbelievable incident after another. There's so much pleasure to be had in those books. Yeah. Um, and the pages just fly when it's over. You're like, wow, that went fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I guess let me ask you this: if it if it's if it's relevant, uh, you've you've been busy, you've been working, I know, uh, and you've touched on this a little bit, Gillian, with some of the books that you've been working on. But what do you have coming out into the world that you'd like people to be more aware of right now? Uh, my third novel was a book called Nosferatu, uh, NOS four A two. It's the license plate of uh, of uh, the bad guy in the story. This guy who has a car that runs on human souls instead of gasoline, and that was made into a terrific TV series starring Zachary Quinto and Andy Cummings. Um, and the first season aired last year, and then uh, season two drops in about four weeks, I think, or maybe a little bit longer. It's the June first. Um, is when it appears. And so that's kind of the next thing, the next thing up that I've got. Um, not specifically something from, uh, from my authors, but I recently discovered that Goldsboro Books have started a science fiction and fantasy fellowship, which is an amazing, uh, monthly book club, uh, where you sign up and I think it's 21 pounds, uh, per book and they'll send you a glorious hardback with amazing specials signed by the author. 
Um, and they've got a great focus on debut authors and first in series. And I think this, it's tough for everyone at the moment. I think it's particularly nice to give a debut author a push. Um, and, um, yeah, if anyone is looking for brand new reads and something to, to dive into and discover and also to support new writers, it's such a good promotion. This so, is a subscription box, right? It's, it's like one a box. month. Yeah, one a month. I mean, it's just a, it's just such a good deal. Cause here's the thing. So say you subscribe for a whole year and you only get two books you like. That's all right, because you got 10 other signed books you can give away as Christmas presents. <laughs> You're set. By the time December rolls around, you already got the Christmas shopping done. You're a monster. It's pragmatic. <laughs> yeah, so that, um, I, we've been looking for ways to support debut authors, and I think that's a particularly brilliant uh, opportunity to do so. Yeah, so. Okay. Well, thank you very much, both of you, for spending time with us today. I really appreciate it. A special well, thank extra you. thank you. It's been wonderful talking. Special extra thank you to you, Joe. Although my, my daughter here is still asleep, she's just watched Lock and Key and loved it intensely. And is uh, I'm so glad. Desperate so for glad. more. Desperate for more. So thank you for that as well. And I hope that when the world cha- you know, changes and we're out in the world again, that we all enc- we encounter one another face-to-face somewhere down the road. Definitely. Okay. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much.